Hello, What Went Wrongers. We have a very special treat for you that we're excited to share. This is just a little snippet of an episode of Chelsea Devantes' podcast, Glamorous Trash with Chelsea Devantes. She was kind enough to have me, your What Went Wrong host, Lizzie Bassett, on to talk about Tippi Hedren's memoir. Her podcast covers different memoirs as well as pop culture. It's very funny. It's one of my favorites. I was honored to be a guest. And we wanted to give you a little taste of it here, just a little teaser. So you can head over to her feed and listen to the whole episode there. And of course, we are discussing two of Tippy's movies that we have covered here on the podcast, which is The Birds and Roar. So if you listen to the episode and you want to hear more about either of those, make sure you check out the What Went Wrong episodes on The Birds and Roar. And without further ado, here's a little teaser of my episode of Glamorous Trash with Chelsea Devantes. And I too hope to be invited to another podcast <laughs> in the future. Could be Glamorous Trash. Could be could be any number of number of them. They they only reached out to Lizzie. They said, We want to talk to the people that do what went wrong. And that's just Lizzie. That's right. Enjoy. So she is divorced. She's a model. She's 31, which means what? Ancient. Ancient. She's done. Ancient. The, put her out. She's done. Those those modeling, put her out to pasture. The modeling gigs, especially, you know, in that year. And so she's not, she doesn't have a lot of money. She's also uh, rented them a giant mansion. Yeah, I was going to say, she's also she's, terrible at spending the money. She's, yes, which she tells us she's like very bad. And then a paragraph where she says, things just fall into my lap and I'm very lucky, which I loved. Thank you. Name it. Yeah, she was just like, this was, yeah, things just happened for me. Well, that being said, was she lucky because of? I think no, yeah. because she gets a call from her agent. Some very big, huge, mysterious director who refuses to be named saw her in a commercial and shouted, find the girl. And they did. The girl being Tippy. I have to call out as well that the commercial was for a meal replacement shake called Sego from a company called Pet Milk. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, what was happening in the early also, 1960s? Like I was gonna say 1960s, like right now, if we were on TikTok and they were like pet milk for dieting, I'd be like, oh, it's like cool Gen Z branding. But like, that is not what they were no. up to back then. It literally was pet milk and they relabeled it diet drink. <laughs> like, what is it? What is it? It's, it's definitely milk for your dog when he gets sick. And now women are drinking it to lose weight because in the 60s, anything was on the table. Great. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Don't you feel like that in the 60s, women would be like, I will get electrocuted by eels yes. for a week. Yes, they'd uh, be like, is it a tapeworm in a jar? Fantastic. Give it to me. That sounds great. Yeah, exactly. Arsenic? Sounds good. Um, that was important. So thank you for it. Yeah, so <laughs> he sees her in this. No, it, well, I'm serious, though. He sees her in the Sago weight loss pet milk commercial and is like, find her. And so... She goes to this studio system and all these people are like, this director, again, no names, and we won't tell you. Even her own agent is like, nope, I've been, I've been told I can't tell you. And they say, but do you want to sign this studio contract to work for this director? Again, you don't know who it is, but we'll give you $500 a week. And she's divorced. She needs money. And she's like, this is awesome. And she signs this contract, binding her to the studio. They own her for three years. And then finds out it was Alfred Hitchcock who sent for her. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, 
Have you ever heard another story of someone making them sign a studio contract blind after being scouted like that? No. So, I mean, I think I think they told her it was Hitchcock maybe before she like before she signed it, but she had not met him for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. not entirely clear on that. No, I think timeline. you might be right on that. Um, yeah. No, it's very weird. Very weird. I mean, this is also like the tail end of the studio system. So this whole idea of kind of owning actors. Um, and if people aren't familiar with the studio system, it's basically the way that Hollywood worked from really the beginning kind of all the way up through, I think, around the mid to late 60s. Um, don't quote me on that number, but it was uh, vertical integration. So they owned everything from like yeah. the writing, the actors, the production, and then all the way to the release. They owned the theaters as well. So it was this weird thing that doesn't really exist anymore where she signed this contract and they owned her in a way that you yeah. cannot thankfully do anymore. You can't own actors anymore, but you can own other talent. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but it's 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 not as um it's usually a very good thing. It's not like a punishing like Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, it is it's wild how it happened. It is one of those things where it's like she didn't get a lawyer to look at it. Nope. She didn't get a friend to look at it. No. She didn't sit with it. <laughs> she didn't take it home in the room, signs it. And so she then meets Alfred Hitchcock and he, what he does to her is monstrous. Yes. And I'm really afraid that as much as she wrote about it and it's clear it's monstrous that she wrote about it with too light of a touch hmm. because I don't fully trust Tippy as our narrator because she really forgives a lot of things. That's true. But let's go through some of the things she did mention. So he calls her the girl. Mm -hmm. He will sometimes never call her by her name. He will tell male co-stars, like, don't touch the girl. Get away from the girl. Right before she starts filming, he sends a lawyer to meet with her and is like, we have found out you're a prostitute. Yeah. And they use the word prostitute, which is why I'm using it. And um, she's like, I'm not, though. And they're like, okay. <laughs> but it's all about, like, threatening her. And, like, that's, like, one of the worst things you could say to, like, a model, you know, of, like, it's you weren't really a model. You were right. A sex you were worker. a call girl or something in New York. Yeah, um, yeah. It's very weird. He does all of these weird little sort of boundary tests. And like, obviously that is crossing a boundary, but it's also like, you can tell that he's like, he's poking. He's pushing. Yes. Yes. He's trying to see how, what he can get away how with. How much will she take? Yes. yes. And he does it little by little. He has mm -hmm. this screen test. Ooh. She has to do this screen test where she has to play the female leads in his previous movies. Mm -hmm. That's a nightmare. And he spends the equivalent to $200,000 today yep. just to have her on the screen. Then he'll like meet with her for dinner and tell her his like fantasy of doing another screen test where she like drinks a martini and he asks her naughty questions. And then she drinks another and how he's going to frame her. And it's like getting really weird. Um, and then he gives her the lead role in the birds and she's, a model. She's never acted. She's an unknown and she's now the lead in his film. So she feels very grateful to him. And I think he very purposefully wanted an actress who would. 100%. He didn't want someone who had power. Yeah. yeah. Also, The Birds is his follow up to Psycho. So like this is <laughs> like the peak of Hitchcock. Like this would be crazy. Yeah. yeah. And he's, you know, he, oh, he's just getting off on it so much to the point that the next so much happens that it would it would take hours. But 
The next huge thing that happens is that he's with her in a limo mm -hmm. and they pull up in front of a bunch of people. So there's a there's a whole audience of people. People they work with. He, it's the crew. People Yeah, it's the crew. It yeah, and he assaults her. He like throws himself on her and is trying to kiss her and make out with her and touch her with everyone watching. Mm -hmm. I think so that she knows no one no one will help you. Yeah. Ooh, that's so creepy. You're because right. Because then she pushes him off and she leaves. That is what that yeah. is. I mean, I, I, you know, when we talked about this in the episode on the birds, it, my co-host pointed out that it's also yeah. kind of like that middle school thing of like, you know, a boy grabbing a girl's hand as you're rounding a corner to show everybody like, oh, it's my girlfriend. So like there is yeah. that possessive thing, but you are totally right. It was also to show that none of these people are going to step in and they didn't. Yeah. And they didn't. And I guess, small fact, he's married. Oh, yes, he is married. <laughs> the man, be real married. And when he spotted Tippy, as the story goes, he and his wife Alma were watching the commercial. Mm -hmm. And like, and she has dinner with Alma. Like, he's not, not that it would be fully better if he was single, but it's just an added wild layer of like. And Alma knows. Like, that's that was maybe the biggest and craziest reveal in this to me was that she was well aware of what was going on. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm going to pin that because a few people, women know, yes. not, which is, it's on everyone, but it's an interesting thing that happens. And she wrote this paragraph that I really loved. She said, she's talking about um, talking to her daughter, Melanie. I couldn't tell her that I'd started seeing Hitchcock in the back of his limo driving past our house. I couldn't tell her that I'd found out he was occasionally having me followed and that he'd even had my handwriting analyzed. I couldn't tell her that one day in a relatively private corner of the soundstage away from the set while we were shooting, he'd asked me to touch him and I'd resisted the temptation to slap him and just turned and walked away. In fact, I couldn't tell anyone. It was the early 1960s. Sexual harassment and stalking were terms that didn't exist back then. There wasn't the word for stalking. I mean, if that is not a history lesson. Besides, he was Alfred Hitchcock, one of Universal's superstars, and I was just a lucky little blonde model he'd rescued from relative obscurity. Which one of us was more valuable to the studio, him or me? Yeah. I, it's, it is crazy. Like the things that she rattles off that he was doing because he was not hiding this. There's so many stories she no. tells in this about how he would just stare at her across the set. Like if he's talking. He had a mask of her face Oh made. my God. Yes. He had a and life mask. And used production to make it. Yes. And they, production goes and makes it. And she's like, what's this for? And they're like, for his personal collection. Oh my God. What is he doing with it? Is he just we wearing it? We know what it? he's doing with it. He's not wearing oh, it. Oh no. Oh no. See, that mask is up to some stuff in Alfred's. Yeah. I'm to say dungeon um what a monster yeah he is he really is and that that like this was shocking um i knew a little bit of this i did not know the full extent of it there's so many weird little control things that like him sending her bread and potatoes with notes that say eat me on them and like she's a very thin model that's a that you know you know also, that's a if weird... she did gain weight a thousand lawyers would be exactly. at her door to be like per your contract here's some pet you're milk. fired <laughs> yeah here's some pet 